Everyone needs a pastor. A visit to the pastor's study brings biblically faithful pastoral ministry to you and help from those with proven experience in Christian service. We want you to be part of the program during the 30 minutes ahead. To visit the pastor's study today, text your question at 516-367-0391. Again, that's 516-367-0391. Now welcome to today's Visit to the Pastor's Study with Pastor Bill Shishko. And I am your host, Pastor Bill Shishko. We do invite your calls. If you're listening on Saturday, live call-in number 631-955-5400. Or as you've heard from the voice, you can text your questions anytime in the week, 516-367-0391. Turning a blind eye or having a deaf ear to domestic abuse has been called the great scandal of today's evangelical church. In the United States, on average, nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner. This adds up to more than 10 million women and men who are the victims of domestic abuse every year in the United States alone. One in four women and one in nine men experience severe intimate partner physical abuse, intimate partner sexual contact violence, and or intimate partner stalking with impacts such as injury, fearfulness, post-traumatic stress disorder, use of services for victims, and sexually transmitted diseases. In their lifetime, one in four women and one in seven men have been victims of severe physical violence like beating, burning, or strangling by an intimate partner. Intimate partner violence accounts for 15% of all violent crime in the United States. And on a typical day, there are more than 20,000 phone calls placed to domestic violence hotlines nationwide. And that's just a few of the shocking and heartbreaking statistics about domestic violence in our nation. Domestic abuse is the treating of one's spouse or intimate partner with repeated unkind, cruel, or violent behavior generating fear, terror, or actual injuries in the other members of the household. It's the universal outworking and proof of the curse that came upon all humankind by the misery-creating sin of our first parents, the woman's desire, a desire to dominate, will be the woman's natural conduct toward her husband, and the man's response is to rule over her, to tyrannize his wife in one or many ways. What you read in the third chapter of the Bible's book of Genesis is the root of what we call domestic abuse or domestic violence, and the pattern is always the same, particularly when the abuse is by the man. There's a clash in the home. And the abuser is often so kind and nice and winning that no one ever suspects him. The abused woman believes that for some reason she deserves the abuse. The manipulative husband shifts the blame to her, creating even more confusion. There's a cycle of abuse. The man abuses. He backs off. He displays what seems to be a change of heart. He may weep. He may hug his spouse. He may ask for forgiveness on his knees. But the abuse erupts again when it's triggered by one or more things that are like a flame to gas vapors, 
The cycle repeats itself. The couple may even seek counseling, but the counselor mistakes the sorrow part of the cycle for true repentance. The counselor, too, is swayed by the manipulative ways of the abuser. The victim is encouraged to accept the supposed change of heart in the partner. Forgiveness is granted, encouragement's given, and the abuser returns home palliated, but not truly penitent. The pattern continues until the abused spouse leaves the home bringing any children with her, or the spouse, and in not a few cases a child or children, are physically harmed. That physical harm may be so severe that it results in death. This is the real world of domestic abuse. If you are one of the nearly 20 people per minute who are physically abused by your partner, you know exactly what I'm describing. Police and social workers in the civil realm deal with this every day and every hour of every day. For Christian leaders to turn a blind eye or have a deaf ear to this kind of abuse, or to tell a woman that God calls her to submit to it, is truly the great scandal of today's evangelical church. Our topic today is domestic abuse and how the church must respond to it. Now, to help me with this painful topic, I've enlisted the assistance of biblical counselor Jimmy Brewer, who lives in Deer Park here on Long Island in New York. Jimmy has served as a pastor. He's currently Protestant chaplain for the Suffolk County Police Department and also for the Long Island Ducks baseball team. Pastors regularly refer troubled people to Jimmy because of his biblical counseling skills. And in our program today, he and I are going to work through just some of the issues related to domestic abuse. We've also received the assistance of retired pastor and chaplain Robert Needham, co-author of the best book on this topic that you can get, What to Do When You Are Abused by Your Husband, A Biblical Perspective. And later in the program, I'll let you know how you can get a free copy. If you're listening on Saturday, you can call in with your questions. Live call in number 631-955-5400, or you can text your questions anytime in the week, 516-367-0391. Put that under Pastor Bill, 516-367-0391. Jimmy Brewer, hey, thanks for assisting me on today's visit to the pastor's study. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Um, from your own counseling, especially from your counseling in connection with the Suffolk County Police Department, Jimmy, what have you learned about domestic abuse? Well, abuse covers a multitude of different categories. You have, of course, the physical abuse that we're so familiar with seeing, the hitting, the punching, biting, slapping, or denying medical attention. Of course, there's the sexual abuse where the abuser coerces into physical touching or even rape emotional abuse, which is invalidating uh, or deflating a victim's self-worth through criticism, economic abuse, where the abuser uh, makes the victim financially reliant, uh, refusing that person uh, either work or school. Of course, psychological abuse, invoking fear, intimidation, or harm uh, to himself or others, Uh, cyber-stalking, which we're so familiar with with young people that are bullied and commit suicide. And of course, there's the spiritual abuse where the abuser would actually use scripture out of context 
to control or coerce a spouse. And before I forget, may I give uh, two numbers and a website, uh, Long Island Against Domestic Violence. That's L-I-A-D as in domestic, V as in violence, dot org. Their number locally, area code 631-666-8833. That is a 24-hour hotline. And, of course, the National Abuse Hotline can be found at 1-800-799-7233. Now, if we think that domestic abuse or violence doesn't affect us personally, we're probably wrong. It has a ripple effect, not only in community, but churches and society in general, with lost education and wages, ongoing medical needs from injuries, increased substance abuse. There's an impact of the death of a parent, perhaps in most cases the mother, potential homelessness, and of course the ongoing crime rate of the children that grow up in abused home uh, that has a terrible effect. Regarding law enforcement, 14% of law enforcement officer deaths are related to domestic violence calls. In comparison, I think there was about 140 deaths last year versus 80 deaths that were actually attributed to firearm felonies. It's a dangerous call for women, but it's lethal for cops. Uh, Last year, again, more officers were shot in domestic violence. I was honored to do, on a couple of occasions, a ride-along in a patrol car, and I remember well when that call came over. uh, More than eight patrol cars responded, including one supervisor. When we got there, the abuser, the husband, uh, was seated outside on the steps, handcuffed. Uh, This was not the first time he'd committed this abuse. The wife was beaten badly because she sat in his recliner chair. So needless to say, domestic abuse is a horrifying and terrible tragedy to both family and community. Uh, Jimmy, what are the things that you say to a person when you find out that she, or in some cases he, is in an abusive domestic situation? Wow, great question. Um, You know, I think the first and foremost is how very sorry I am that this person is handling uh, this abuse. Uh, It's important that he or she, because the abuser can certainly be the husband or the wife, uh, that they are facing sinful behavior in the other person. This is severe, and that they cannot fix this on their own. They must seek help. You see, for women, it's not, it's not godly for them to be passive. We are called as Christians to overcome evil with good. It actually takes more love to confront than deny as we speak truth and love. And so I think it's very important for the spouse uh, to confront in a loving way. And most certainly, if it's a dangerous situation— to the spouse or the children, uh, they must leave the house, find shelter immediately. I must emphasize that with you, having been through this. When there's abuse, 
and it could result in the serious harm to or the death of the spouse or the children, you tell them to get out of that situation. So important. And also to notify the police because we're dealing at that point with crime as well. Yes. Domestic abuse is the sobering topic today on a visit to the pastor's study. My guest is biblical counselor Jimmy Brewer, chaplain to the Suffolk County Police Department. We'll be back with more on this topic after this message from the voice of a visit to the pastor's study. It's not enough to listen to pastors on the radio or to watch them on television. Everyone needs a biblically faithful pastor and everyone needs a biblically faithful church. A Visit to the Pastor's Study is a ministry of the Orthodox Presbyterian Churches in the metropolitan New York area. We're no substitute for a faithful pastor in a local church, but we are a supplement. Visit our website, www.visitthepastorsstudy.org, and you can bring the ministry of this program right to your electronic device. Here you'll find archives of past programs, a weekly message from Pastor Bill's Pastor's Post, helps for pastors, helps for congregation members, material for officer training, and much more. That's www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. And we also invite you to contact the host of this program, Pastor Bill Shishko. You can email him at visitpastorbill at gmail.com. He'd love to hear from you so that he can bring his pastoral ministry to you personally. That's visitpastorbill.com. Bill at gmail.com. Remember, everyone needs a pastor. And now back to today's edition of A Visit to the Pastor's Study. Your host, Pastor Bill Shishko, today's topic, domestic abuse. My guest today is chaplain and biblical counselor Jimmy Brewer. Your text questions welcome on any topic, any time in the week, 516-367-0391. Now, if you'd like a copy of the outstanding book, What to Do When You Are Abused by Your Husband, a Biblical Perspective, co-authored by Robert Needham and Debbie Pride. Send me an email with your request, but you also have to send your mailing address. That's to visit pastorbill at gmail.com. Again, the book is What to Do When You Are Abused by Your Husband, a Biblical Perspective. Jimmy, talk to us about how you counsel an abusive husband. A great question. You know, Paul the Apostle tells us that we are to admonish, which is to confront uh, a believer uh, when they are found in sin. Uh, Jesus said that the two greatest commandments are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, soul, and strength. And the second is as the first to love your neighbor as yourself. And in this case, with the domestic abuse, Uh, Our neighbor is our spouse. Those are our closest neighbor. Uh, The Apostle John would say that if anyone doesn't love, then he Mm. doesn't know God because God is love. And so as this being the platform and the foundation, the very love of God, uh, as a biblical counselor, it's necessary for me to confront this as sin, which is what it is. Uh, It breaks this command and all of the commands. You know, Pastor, the world would say, society would say that we, the problem is outside of us. Our spouse doesn't submit. Uh, They don't do what makes me happy. They don't please me. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to correct this situation with violence or some sort of abuse. 
Uh, they contest the fact that everything is outside of them, and if they just look at their own heart, well, that's where all the good things belong. But Jeremiah says something very different, that a heart is deceitful and wicked, and above all things, who can know it? And so the Bible speaks clearly that the, the problem is not outside of us, but actually in our heart, the very seat of our emotions, what, what motivates us to do what we do and why we do it, and in this case, the abuse. And so it really puts the finger on the pulse to realize that, that the heart is the problem. Jesus would say in Mark seven twenty one that these things flow from the heart, adultery, murder, envy, pride, sexual immorality, and most certainly domestic abuse is within that. And so we are to look outside of ourselves, not in ourselves, for the answer. And that answer is found in God alone. And that's the source that we must go to. So as I counsel uh, this husband or this wife, uh, it's necessary to confront and look for that repentance in their life. Okay, let's talk about that, Jimmy. All of us, I think, have made the mistake in dealing with abusive situations where, we'll use the husband in this case, really seems to be repentant. And we want to accept that and, 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 and accept and, and grant forgiveness and have the spouse grant forgiveness when, in fact, the pattern has not been broken because there is not genuine repentance. What do you look for for genuine repentance? A oh, great question. So there needs to be a willingness to to honestly admit that it is abuse, to recognize that you are a sinner. Uh, the blame shifting, as we find in the garden, needs to stop. Uh, there needs to be the restitution really needs to be made for those things uh, that are broken in the home, uh, paying for medical bills. Uh, there's there's a responsibility for this person, the husband, uh, to confess his sin to the church officers, to the elders, to the pastor. Uh, And it's important, I believe, that all church officers, elders, must open their eyes and their ears to domestic abuse. They can't uh, bury their head in the sand as an ostrich would and avoid the situation. I often say to husbands that are abusing their wives or just very brutish, that if you're not willing to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and get your wife a cold sip of water, you are not submitted to Christ. Oh, it's that simple. Powerful. And, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, we are to provide a safe haven, of course, uh, for the abused, and we need to level clearly and concisely with the abuser. Very important about going to church officers. People, the abuser will specifically say, why do we need to go to the church officers? Church officers have a responsibility to oversee the flock, which includes being concerned for their their health and their safety. They cannot do that work if these parties are not honest mm-hmm. about about what is going on in the home. And, and I would add as well accountability. The person has got to be willing to be accountable to someone who will commit himself to that person week by week, if necessary, day by day, to speak with him and find out what feeding factors are there and correcting them and so forth. We talked about church leaders, Jimmy. What, what counsel do you give to church leaders for dealing with domestic abuse situations? Uh, great question as well. Uh, it's important for uh, church leaders to not only be able to, um, to unpack Scripture, but it's necessary if they're going to shepherd the flock to really understand uh, the dynamics of, of marriage, uh, to be able to have uh, the vision to see where there may be abuse, uh, uh, abuse. 
uh, intimidation or fear in either one of the spouses, uh, and most certainly get the training necessary uh, to be good counselors and to help them walk through. These, these church officers really need to see in the abuser a clear repentance, concise repentance, a change of heart and mind. It's not acceptable to have the abused live with the abuser after the abuse has taken place in hopes that he's going to, quote-unquote, just be nicer. Another thing is that this is an area where the children of this, this age are often shrewder in their generation than the children of light. Uh, pastors and elders and deacons may need to actually go to their local police forces and yeah. say, do you offer help for dealing with domestic abuse situations? And, and often their insights are better than our own yes. in, the, in those matters. Yes. Jimmy, could you give those hotline numbers again? I, I know that you have them. Yes. So uh, the local is Long Island Against Domestic Violence. Uh, their website is L-I-A-D, as in uh, domestic, V, as in violence, dot org, L-I-A-D-V dot org. Their number, area code 631 Six 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 eight eight three three. That is a twenty-four hour hotline, and of course, the national abuse hotline is one eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. And Jimmy, what about giving us your email address if people want to reach out to you personally? Sure, my email address is the letter J, my last name B, as in boy R E W E R nine. Three zero at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Biblical counselor from Deer Park, New York, Jimmy Brewer, thanks for being with us today. We're going to take a little bit longer for our counsel from the pastor's study today. This is a message to church leaders. Count the cost in dealing with domestic abuse unless you're willing to follow through with the demanding process of helping the victims of domestic abuse. Don't even start You'll have to rely on the police and others in the civil realm to do their best with the situation. What's the cost? You'll probably be turned against by the abuser. You'll be blamed, and in not a few cases, the victim of abuse, afraid of what will happen if she doesn't side with her spouse, will turn on you too. If you counsel a wife to leave the home with her children in order to get away from bodily harm, you need to have a safe haven unknown to the abuser, but that's just the beginning. You now must deal honestly with the abuser to let him know in no uncertain terms that the spouse and children will not return unless there is definite change, true repentance. You'll need to work with the police, with the courts, and quite possibly with a lawyer or lawyers, depending on the severity of the abuse. If the abuser is a church member, you and your other church leaders must agree on what church discipline will be applied in this situation and how the congregation will be notified. And if the abuser is a church member and you are not willing to carry out necessary church discipline, you are woefully and dangerously delinquent in your biblical responsibility. You'll need to work very carefully through the important issue of what constitutes desertion that may give permission for the spouse to sue for divorce, and you'll be brought to your knees 
begging God to give repentance to an abusive partner who is so self-deceived as to believe the problem doesn't even exist. But faithful shepherds will count the cost and then rise to the occasion to do what's necessary to protect members of their flocks from abusive wolves who would destroy bodies and minds no less than false teachers will destroy souls. Now, for more on all of this, get a free copy of the book that you must read, What to Do When You Are Abused by Your Husband, a Biblical Perspective, co-authored by Robert Needham and Debbie Pride. Just email me at visitpastorbill at gmail.com. That's all one word, visitpastorbill at gmail.com. Request the book, What to Do When You're Abused by Your Husband, and be sure to send me your mailing address. Now, if you're being abused in the home, you need this book. Pastors, elders, and deacons, if you're serious about dealing with domestic abuse, and you need to be, you need the book too. Let's stop turning blind eyes and having deaf ears to domestic abuse. My thanks to chaplain and biblical counselor Jimmy Brewer for helping me with today's visit to the pastor's study, and my thanks also to retired chaplain and pastor Bob Needham for helping me frame today's monologue. Remember, Sunday's the Lord's Day. Be sure to set apart time to worship the Lord in a church that's faithful to the Word of God. And remember, everyone needs a pastor. You've been listening to this week's A Visit to the Pastor's Study, a ministry of Reformation Metro New York Incorporated in the Orthodox Presbyterian Churches of Metropolitan New York and Connecticut. For more information on the program, check out our website at www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. That's www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. Listen in next week for another Visit to the Pastor's Study. Remember, everyone needs a pastor.